How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Underground. This is episode 60. Happy New Year. I hope everyone's doing well. Joseph is on vacation this week. Um, we miss him dearly. Um, just really excited to jump into a couple stories with you guys. Uh, and I think this will probably end up being somewhat of a shorter episode. Uh, so let's just go ahead and get into it. Um, you know, I thought about doing this for Thursday's episode, but I figure it was uh, fitting to just go ahead and talk about the death of Betty White. Uh, she was one week away from turning 100 years old. Um, everybody kind of has their memories of Betty, and hopefully they are not uh, completely torn down in the next few months by people finding some sort of mysterious thing uh, that, you know, she was into, like she was some sort of like agent of Hydra or some sort of crazy thing like that. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate that uh, she is now gone. Uh, I always enjoyed her and everything that I see, I had seen her in uh, specifically golden girls. Uh, but she was in probably one of the better parts of that movie, the proposal uh, from what I remember. And I honestly don't even really care for that movie um but yeah i thought that uh this tribute that i found from um who is this from usa today i think this is today usa today or the today show listen it's one <laughs> it's one of these uh one of these companies um they uh they put together a little bit a, a little tribute to um betty and so I thought it might be worth us actually um, taking a look at it. So I'm just going to play a little bit of this for you guys, and then we'll start talking about some other news. Betty White always came to play. I happen to be in the neighborhood. Doing what? Coming to see you. There was never a role. I don't know. A talk show appearance. Now we're up to Betty White there. Jesus. Or even a game show where she didn't bring it. Oh, I wouldn't touch that line. <laughs> the sparkle in her eyes, her charm and wit. So grateful. And that smile. I've been smiling for 11 years. It's so often said, I know what you're thinking, and I may be thinking it too. I didn't go to college. I just uh, went into show business. Thank you, Rhoda. Really, Betty White, 90 and naughty. Cheers. She alone could pull it off. Coins. Things at, flip. At me. Many of us first got to know Betty White from her frequent appearances on game shows back in the day. What are your plans for the summer, Betty? Well, I'm going to do some stuff. <laughs> what did you have in mind, Alex? <laughs> she was funny, clever. She brought with her an infectious energy, no matter the show. You're so thoughtful. But it was as Sue Ann Nivens on Mary Tyler Moore, where week after week she dazzled us as the spectacularly insincere talk show host. Just cue me and then stick a sock in it. Good news, people. At manipulation, she made Machiavelli look like an amateur. You mean Gloria made the mistake of not refrigerating the cream? No. Gloria made the mistake of asking me to do it. <laughs> Can't stand the heat, dear. Get out of my kitchen. Yeah, so Betty White will be missed. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, so <laughs> we're going to get on to some other news, um, some stuff that may actually be even more um, 
unfortunate than <clears throat> the passing of Betty White. Uh, AOC is back in the news, and this is actually kind of a, an, a bizarre, <laughs> bizarre story. Um, it's really funny. I think that um, if any of the news cycles that I'm constantly uh sort of keeping up with in my head i'm always wondering when aoc is going to pop back into the news and it seems that every time she shows up on the scene uh the reason for it becomes even more and more strange um as time goes on so this is from the the daily mail and it says it is bizarre it's bizarrely anti-feminist aoc is roasted for saying any republican who criticizes her just wants to date me before being caught enjoying florida and is accused of using um using sex to deflect from her covid hypocrisy uh so for those of you that don't know um aoc and her boyfriend have recently been in uh florida uh, avoiding all of her state's uh insane um uh, covid mandates including uh forcing people to show papers when they go into restaurants uh i believe um, the numbers are as low as six years old at this point um <clears throat> but don't uh, don't quote me on that last part Anyway, uh, the, the Daily Mail says uh, Democratic uh, Socialist Representative AOC has been widely mocked for saying GOP members are sexually frustrated after they branded her a hypocrite when a picture of the staunch mask and vaccine mandate advocate emerged showing her drinking at a Miami bar without a mask. Um, so she got caught here. And here's the thing. Um I'll read this tweet and then I'll, I'm going to break this down just a little bit for you guys because this is kind of part of the um, the weird uh, discourse going on between um, politicians currently. In a tweet sent out by Representative AOC, she says, If Republicans are mad they can't date me, they can just say that instead of projecting their sexual frustrations onto my boyfriend's free feet. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, creepy weirdos. Um, so Steve... Uh, Cortez, who I am <clears throat> unaware of, uh, posted a picture on Twitter with AOC and her boyfriend, and it says, if leftists like AOC actually thought mandates and masking worked, they wouldn't be frolicking in free Florida. Agreed. Makes sense. It's a perfectly fine criticism. Um, this is where things kind of get weird. Um, I'll go into it in a minute. And it says, number two, her guy is showing his gross, pale male feet in public, not at a pool slash beach with hideous sandals. Um, and it says zero for two. Okay, so first, the, the first critique, absolutely. Um, AOC, uh, someone who has been a staunch uh, supporter of masks, right? She is in, in one of the... Uh, most regulated uh, cities in the country. That's where she uh, is rep a representative of New York. Um, and she's in Florida with her boyfriend. She's not wearing a mask and she's out, out in public, right? Something that a lot of um, these people can't do. Um, it's interesting that even in Miami, a place that does have more restrictions, um, which I imagine would probably be one of her arguments, but she doesn't, she doesn't use rational arguments, which we'll get to in a minute, um, which Again, at this point, with any politician, it's sort of like the idea of any of them using rational arguments to make their points. I mean, it's we're beyond that, right? And we were seeing it from this guy, Steve Cortez, whoever he is. 
um, his second point, listen, I, I don't have any issue with people who have disagreements with other people kind of clapping back at them, right? Like if, if he wants to do this and he wants to try to make like a good joke, but saying her guy is showing his gross pale male feet. It's like, it feels like a boomer insult. It feels like an insult from someone who has no history of insulting people. And like, he's trying too hard. It's really funny. It's almost like one of the things that, uh, Trump did, uh, in his time sort of in the spotlight was get all these people to think that they could make, uh, insults the same way that he does. Um, you know, and all of Trump's don't land, but man, he had this way of digging under people's skin that, uh, I've, I've hardly seen from anyone that's been sort of in the mainstream spotlight. Uh, and so now you're seeing it. And, and uh, Steve here in this tweet is also really funny because it's almost like he's gatekeeping. Like the only places that gross male feet should be seen is at a pool or a beach. And it's like, dude, first of all, they're in Miami. He can wear sandals out if he wants to. Like what? What's with the gatekeeping, my dude? Um, so anyway, yeah, it's a it's a dumb point, no big deal. But AOC kind of, I think a lot of this stuff set her off because people started criticizing her. I think for the correct reasons, right? Not just because her, you know, people are obsessed with her dating this guy or whatever. Um, but she comes back with uh, a tweet that says it's starting to get old, ignoring the very obvious, strange and deranged sexual frustration that underpin the Republican fixation on me. Um, so now she's essentially. From what I can tell, strawmanning uh, the Republicans. Um, and it also says these people clearly need therapy, uh, won't do it, and use politics as their outlet instead. It's really weird. Um, yeah, I don't know, AOC. Maybe maybe a little projection in there. But anyway, um, Daily, uh, Daily Mail goes on to say AOC's bizarre tweets triggered another uh, um, deluge of mocking responses. Um, I relate to AOC wrote CNN's Mary Catherine Ham. Literally every criticism of me boils down to people being disappointed they can't have sex with me. It is indeed a burden, but one me one we must bear. Um, one thing in my personal life, and it relates to this tweet that I am trying to get better at, is uh, citing sources. Uh, so, for instance, if I make a claim like, uh, okay, so let's say I'm I'm this uh, Mary Catherine Ham, right? And she's saying literally every criti- every criticism boils down to people uh, being disappointed they can't sleep with me. Um, y- y- you know, uh, proof. Uh, you know, it's like Pixar didn't happen or whatever. It's like if this is if this is the case, um, you need to be able to prove this. Otherwise, you're just straw manning a group of people. You're saying yes, this is what they do, and it's like well, you have no proof. You've just created this thing. Um, it's kind of pathetic. Um, someone else tweeted, AOC has a seriously exaggerated estimate of her own importance, which we've all known. Um, she, you know, uh, I think uh, jo- Joseph and I have talked about this in the past, but AOC, uh, you know, she's about both of our ages and she did manage to win a seat as a congressperson. Nothing wrong with that. You know, people make fun of her all the time because like, oh, she was just a bartender or whatever. It's like, but there's something uh, okay about that. In the sense that originally, I think the idea was supposed to be that it was everyday people who understood the area that they lived in 
going to Congress and trying to be a representative for that area. Um, now, those of you who listen to the show regularly know that um, I and Joseph both have issues with the way that system works, especially now. Um, and you can see it in who AOC is, who gets into this position and seems to not give a crap about the place that she lives at all. She, you know, otherwise... Um, I don't think she would be spending all this time down in Miami in a place that is generally open and, yes, has some restrictions, but not like where she lives. Um, so, yeah, I can understand why people would consider her a hypocrite for this. Um, that's really it. Uh, let's see. Um, she, you know, she responds to someone, I'm glad you felt the need to share this, uh, share that with the world. Don't worry. This is a totally normal thought to have and share as an editor of a right-wing website and totally doesn't prove my point at all. I hear if you say it enough times, you'll actually start to believe it. Um, oh, this was in response to her saying, uh, people saying, um, I don't want to date you. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, and then people are telling her, hey, AOC, tell me you and uh, you endorse Ron DeSantis uh, without telling me you endorse Ron DeSantis. So, yeah, you would think that someone who was not a fan of what was going on there would go on vacation in other places, places where that, that line up with her ideology. Um, if she was who she said she was, which a lot of us know that that's not the case. So yeah, that's, that's the, the, the latest going on with old AOC. Um, not much more to say there, uh, <laughs> for her. Um, I don't know. It's it's gonna you know uh, it'll be somewhere but uh, around six weeks. Um, AOC has about a six week cycle, uh, just like a lot of the other news. The FBI is another one that gets counted a lot of the time as having a six week cycle where uh, a news story will come out about them, and then you got to wait about six weeks before something else pops up. And it's not it's not a hundred percent, but you can generally know that once you hit that six weeks, you're within a uh, a certain amount of time that you're going to start hearing about these things again. Um. In other news, uh, and there are uh, there are definitely going to be less clips this week. Uh, obviously, with the new year and, and Christmas being so close together, we um, we just don't have quite as much news. It's it's sort of like the dregs, uh, you know, going into January. It's kind of the same thing when it comes to movies in the theater. You know, anything that generally gets released in January uh, turns out to not be very good. So that's kind of where we're at right now with this whole situation. But this next uh, news story actually comes from CNN, a website that Joseph and I don't tend to use very often. But I thought it was important because today they released uh, this this little, little news story. Um, it says, Can weight loss help protect against COVID-19? Now, if you've been listening to us at all uh, for the last year or so, uh, you know the answer to that is yes. The studies have been out for at least a year and a half stating, uh, it, well, it, was, it was obvious, right, because people who were overweight were having worse problems with COVID, uh, especially early on that you were seeing those numbers rise where it's like the, the coincidence between or, or the, the connection between a lot of uh, the patients that were going into the hospital for emergency reasons and COVID, and COVID uh, had to do with them being overweight. So this is from CNN. In a holiday season when the average American can easily pack on a few pounds, experts say there is another reason to pay attention to your weight. COVID-19. People who are overweight or obese are at a much higher risk 
uh, of much more severe disease and even death from COVID-19. And one new study suggests that losing weight can reduce that risk. The obesity epidemic has been a threat to the uh, uh, to Americans' health for years. Okay, well, it's nice that someone's admitting that. Um, it's the second leading cause of preventable, preventable death after smoking. With COVID-19, it becomes even more dangerous. One study found that 30% of COVID-19 hospitalizations were in people with obesity. The obesity clinic were Dr. Fatima Cody. Cody, uh, I think of Stanford is what they're trying to say, works uh, in Boston has 1,000 plus person wait list that grew a lot longer with the pandemic, even with more than a dozen specialists on staff. It's not enough to meet the demand. Again, because they always are, we are overwhelmed with the volume of patients that have really made that uh, have really made that connection between obesity and COVID and the need for them to get uh, appropriate care. And Cody. Cody Stanford, oh, I guess her last name is Stanford, excuse me, who is also an assistant professor at Harvard Medical School. Okay, so that's what, yeah, that was her saying that. Anyway, obesity and the increased risk. People with obesity are 46% more at risk of getting COVID-19, according to a study from August. It found that they are also more at risk of getting really sick, facing a 113% higher chance of being hospitalized, a 74% higher risk of needing to be treated in the ICU, and perhaps most troubling of all, a 48% increased risk of death. <clears throat> the risk goes up and up and up with each increase in body mass index. So, okay, so... Um, a lot of these numbers, you know, this is stuff that, again, that we've been seeing for at least a year. I, I would probably argue, I think it was a little bit longer than that. I mean, we've known about the connection to obesity for nearly the entire time this has been a thing. It, it became very clear very quickly that if you were overweight or if you were living some sort of unhealthy lifestyle, you were more at risk to having problems with COVID because COVID, just like a lot of other things, uh, is enhanced and is much more of a problem if you are an unhealthy person right so if you get a normal cold if you get pneumonia if you get the flu if you get whatever your chances of having more trouble increase if you're already an unhealthy person like this is something that you should be able to just tell someone who knows nothing about uh like healthcare at all and they should go, well, that that makes sense. It's like if you're kind of an unhealthy person and you catch something or you get something that adds on to the fact that you're already an unhealthy person, it's going to be worse for you, right? This is why when cancer patients um, are going through treatments and they lose uh, their the ability for their immune system to help them, they generally try to stay away from large crowds and lots of people because if they get sick, it can be significantly worse for them. That's it. Uh, I mean, that's that's really all there is to it. So um i linked to the the article there's they go into a little bit more but again we've been talking about this and it, this article reads like someone who has has just now for the first time realized that obesity might be a problem um and you know i would have to go and look but i imagine there have been articles from cnn in the past that have talked about the need to like not talk about people's obesity right i saw one um today where uh, uh CNN was pushing the Krispy Kreme donuts um, that you would be able to get when you got the poke uh, from what was man that was like a year ago at this point. Um, they were pushing that narrative, and now a year later they're going, "Oh, hey, obesity might be bad. It might be bad for you to um, be overweight and just actually just in general, whether 
this relates to COVID or not. Um, and Joseph and I have have talked about this on the show in the past. Um, listen, we do believe that people have the right to make their own decisions in life. If you want to um, eat whatever you want, um, you know, drink, smoke, you know, live in that lifestyle, um, you are more than, you know, free to do that, essentially, right? You can essentially do all those things till the day that you die. Um, But more than likely, you'll live a shorter lifespan. And some people, I guess, are okay with that, or at least they've come to terms with that to some degree um, in their mind. We try to be a little more realistic with these things and be like, you can't point the finger and blame other people, right? Even with something like COVID where it's like, oh, you got me sick or whatever. It's like, yeah, but you eat a 12 pack of donuts and drink Coke nearly every day. You sit around never doing anything else, never even trying to change your lifestyle lifestyle at all. Um, and somehow uh, someone giving you a cold and you getting severely sick from it is their fault, right? Um, it's ridiculous. Uh, this is insane and we should not be living this way at all. It's completely unfair. Um, stop going to the hospital for every single little like health problem that you have. It's kind of crazy to me that it's like all of these overweight people are going through like, oh no, being overweight is bad. Um, at least according to what was this lady's name? Um, uh, Dr. Steven um, saying uh, that they've, ha- wait, no, no, that wasn't her. Shoot, forgive me. Um, anyway, the lady that, that I was uh, speaking about before, um, Dr. Stanford, who was saying that um, they were overrun in their, their clinics because people who were overweight were coming in now realizing that maybe that's not a good idea. Um, you don't have to go to a hospital to deal with those things. Now, if you need like blood work, if you need to to find out like what's going on with you, um, because maybe there's like certain foods that you need to slow down eating until your you know your lifestyle is a little bit better. Maybe you're uh, past the point of being able to um, uh, eat whatever you want, and you have to stop eating certain things because now your body is like rejecting um, those those specific foods. Um, again, I'm not the I, I can't tell you all the details of something like diabetes or you know when you have high blood pressure, <clears throat> but what I can tell you is that um, working out is good for you. Um, gaining muscle, whether you're a male or female. Um, I know a lot of uh, women have issues with uh, lifting weights, doing things like that, because they think it's going to turn them into like um, these bulky men. Um, let me tell you right now, that's not how it works. Um, I've met a lot of women over the last year who uh, do that, and they are not, um, they don't they don't look like the Incredible Hulk, and that you know, generally that's just not the way that your, uh, your body will form based on doing that. Um, also you don't have to be a power lifter. Uh, that's, that's another part of it too. Uh, you can get a trainer, someone who's going to help you, um, do that. But here's the thing, uh, all of this stuff comes down to having some sort of motivation to do it. Some sort of willingness to change your lifestyle. No one else is going to be able to do it for you. Um, you might be able to find someone to help keep you accountable going to the gym, right? And you might be able to ask someone to help keep you accountable going to the gym, doing these things. But at the end of the day, you have to be able to do it for yourself because no one else is going to do that. Uh, and 
and that's really it. I mean, it took them a year and a half, but CNN finally is admitting that um, being overweight is one of the major problems that people were having with COVID. It's too bad uh, that no one was willing to talk about these things back at the very beginning of this thing. Um, when they could have said, look, uh, we've seen uh, evidence that being overweight is going to make things significantly harder for you. So we're not going to close gyms down. You know, the gyms can be responsible for how they want to handle COVID protocols. But if you want to protect yourself, one of the things that you can do is go to the gym and go get healthy. Start moving, start lifting weights, start walking, start swimming, um, do whatever it takes. And and this is the thing is that uh, everyone keeps talking about, the keeps using that phrase, trust the science. Um, and the people saying that weren't even giving you all of the details weren't giving you options um, back before they wanted to shove their pharmaceuticals um, down your throat. There were options. People were talking about them. Smart people who were also doctors were talking about these things. Problem is, is if you were just watching the mainstream, excuse me, if you were just watching the corporate press for the last two years, uh, you wouldn't know any of this stuff. Um, and you probably, uh, there are people out there who probably destroyed friendships over things like this thinking that they had all of the information and um, you know they didn't I don't think any of us did but we were trying to piece it together and and some of us were trying to keep level heads but not everybody does that and so here we are with CNN finally um, you know giving up the ghost so uh, yeah that's uh, oh man that's CNN for you um, alright let's move on to other other news I actually have a clip for this one Tonight, five killed and several injured, but the motive a mystery in what Denver police are calling a killing spree. This is the holiday season. To have this type of spree take place is not normal for our community. This chilling new surveillance video given to NBC from a neighboring business in Lakewood, appearing to show the alleged gunman at one of several locations where shots were fired Monday night. Here, he's walking into a tattoo shop, appearing to carry a gun. Less than 10 seconds later, he casually walks out and drives away in a van, appearing to turn down the street against traffic. It all started earlier Monday evening. Gunfire exchanged in at least seven separate locations across Denver and in the nearby Lakewood suburb. Police say they initially responded to an active shooter in Denver, a memorial forming at Soul Tribe Tattoo Shop, where the owner, Alicia Cardenas, was shot and killed. A heartbroken father paying tribute to his daughter. It's difficult to really express how many people's lives she touched. She was a, a very outgoing person she she uh, accepted everybody and everybody you know was connected with her somewhere or another after the initial shootings police tried to take the gunman into custody there was an exchange of gunfire we believe that the individual after disabling the police car fled into Lakewood there, police say the suspect shot and killed another person before Lakewood police identified his vehicle and he opened fire on police officers. The driver was able to get away. The driver then fled on foot uh, in the area behind us in the Belmar shopping area. 
where he allegedly felony menaced uh, another business uh, with a firearm. We were just inside the store and heard like one gunshot and then like a whole array and it sounded like they hit the side of the building. Once Lakewood police intercepted him for the second time, authorities say he again fired at officers, shooting and injuring one of them. It's a tough day um, for the Lakewood police family. Um, obviously, when this happens to one of our own. The shooter ultimately taken down and pronounced dead at the scene. Police now identifying the shooter as Lyndon James McLeod, conducting a large-scale investigation determined to understand his motive. It's scary that this is what goes on nowadays. It's not an uncommon event for there to be public shootings. It's sad. It's scary. Maura joins us now. Maura, we're... Yeah, so it's really funny, a lot of this coming out of Colorado. I don't know what it is um, with Colorado. I mean, I, I understand that, you know, they have they have strict, pretty strict gun laws. Um, this isn't the first story that uh, we've covered <clears throat> specifically talking about Colorado. And, um, yeah, I don't know. All the people are just like, oh, it's so sad. It's so crazy that this happens all the time. But I, I don't know. Uh, I would probably have to look at some more stories, but it always seems like everyone is just accepting of it now. That it's just like, well, this could just happen to us any day. And it's like, that's it. Like, there's no fight left in these people. Like, they've been beaten down so much uh, and they have no way of defending themselves. Right. Uh, if I remember correctly, the last time we talked about this was a shooter that was inside of a um, a grocery store, and the only reason that um, he didn't end up killing more people, if I remember correctly, is because there was an off-duty cop there that had a gun, um, and I believe that cop ended up being killed as well. Um, but it's it's one of those things, man. That's like it's a. Uh, you know, these people just, it's like they, they can't get over that hump of being like, man, there seems to be an uptick in this. If only there was a way for me to uh, have a small amount of comfort going into public, knowing that I might be able to defend myself from a situation like this. And it's like, it does exist. The problem is, is that your state in particular, uh, and a lot of people in the federal government don't want you to be able to do that. Um, it, you know, they're there's just this weird acceptance now, especially within Colorado. You're like, oh, well, I guess this is it. Um, I was trying to see if there was anything else uh, that had come up about this. Um, uh, you know, it, it seems like most of it is the same from that story. It was that there was a, uh, a man who I think he, he knew a lot of the people. At least I, I think there was something that came out that said that he knew some of the people that were involved with this, which makes sense. A lot of the time um, when you have uh, people who enact violence on other people, it's because they know those people and, you know, they're they're trying to do something about it. Um, it's funny. They call the guy an extremist. You know, um, they have all these things, but they don't know um, exactly what he did. But of course, um, in this article, it says that McLeod, uh, the shooter, had previously been investigated by law enforcement in 2020 and 2021, but the investigations did not lead to state or federal charges. So, listen, um, your, uh, your detectives, your FBI, your CIA, all these people, they're not there to protect you. I don't know how much longer, you know, people are going to continue uh, to believe a lot of the the crap that comes out about, uh, um, 
you know, oh, the FBI, they're here for us. Like, you know, we pay their salaries, right? It's like you pay income tax, you pay all these things. You think that the cops are there to protect you. And the truth is that they aren't. Because even if the police officer, right, wants to protect you, he has that, like, in his mind of, I want to be able to protect citizens. He can't be everywhere, right? These people who are supposed to be out there like patrolling or do you know looking for for bad guys or whatever the case may be, um, even if it was like perfect, right? Police officers, the FBI, all these people that they worked perfectly, and when uh, reports came in, they knew how to handle the situation, they knew how to look into someone, and they knew how to deter people from hurting other people in large numbers, right? They cannot be everywhere. It's still going to happen. That's why being well-armed is good. An armed society is a polite society. It's a society where people don't take advantage of other people in the ways that, that currently do. I mean, you can look at any of the major cities in this country right now. I mean, like, look at New York. Do you want to know why, at least in my opinion, um, a lot of the places in Florida, Georgia, Alabama, North and South Carolina, Tennessee, um, a lot of the Midwest, why a lot of these places didn't have the same COVID restrictions as um, New York, California, um, you know, New Jersey, uh, pretty much in, in, just about anywhere up north. Um, the reason for a lot of that is because of firearms. Because when people are armed, the people in power, they're, they're scared of that. There's only so much you can do. There's only so much that you can push people. I mean, look at what's going on around the world. We're about to talk about um, Arthur Palinsky again, who has come up on the show quite a bit. Uh, I, I like to continue to talk about him. Um, he's getting arrested. He got arrested again um, uh, quite recently. Let's see. This was uh, uh, posted on January 1st. So it was like right before the new year um, that Artur got, uh, got arrested again, right? It's pastor just trying to keep his church open. And he's also trying to make a statement to the police um, and the people, like the the status, the, you know, the, <clears throat> the government in Canada, that you can't just do this to your people, that you can't just act this way towards your people. So let me just play this clip. Um, this is him in the, in the middle of getting arrested. There's actually two. I know, come on, you know you'll get stuck on Nazi. You're sick. Hey, you know that? You... Hey, don't resist. I don't no, he's not resisting. I can. He's no. I'm not Stand resisting. You are a Nazi. Do it the Nazi up. style. Stand up. You're not. What? Uh, we want to stand up, but you want to lay down. He did that himself. No criminals to catch today, hey? Just don't a pastor. Yeah? He's a criminal. Pastor. You know what his charges were? You call that crime? For opening church? Wow. Yes. Yeah. Wow. The state of our police. My God. No criminals to catch today, hey? Okay. Just Um, so as you can see, uh <laughs> I believe that see, I believe the person talking in that second clip was uh, Artur's son, Nathaniel, uh, saying no criminals to catch today. And the cop says just did. Um, I mean, I, listen, I, I, I don't want to be the person to um, tell anyone that um, this is headed for America. Um, we're seeing small 
incidences of this, people getting kicked out of restaurants, kids getting kicked out of restaurants. Um, you know, uh, if anyone's actually got any stories from the U.S. in particular that show uh, more physical altercations with police officers um, over uh, COVID restrictions in particular, please let me know. Um, I haven't seen much. I know I've seen stuff about police getting called, but you know, it just kind of depends on where you live in the U.S. And that's, again, it goes back to this idea that the reason that you're seeing places like Germany, um, the Netherlands, I saw a video today of um, the uh, cops in the Netherlands using dogs uh, to attack uh, legitimate peaceful protesters who were just protesting um, the lockdowns and all these restrictions uh, in the Netherlands uh, using attack dogs on people for no reason. I mean, like this guy, the dog was latched onto his arm. He's probably going to have uh, issues for the rest of his life because of something like that. And they're just doing this because they're able to, because they know as of right now that a lot of these people won't fight back. Um, and that's the thing that legitimately concerns me about a lot of places around the world is that eventually you're going to see people starting to push back things starting to get violent and then um you know these governments will then feel that they have the need to use that force because i'll see they'll say well see look now they're getting violent it's like but you started it right you pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and eventually they said no more um and it's unfortunate that it may end up coming to that and honestly i'm legitimately surprised it hasn't taken longer uh, to see a lot of this stuff happen. So um, it, it sucks what's happening to our tour. It, it sucks even more that a lot of the uh, the, the churches in um, the U.S. are not uh, speaking up about a lot of this. Uh, but, I mean, after some of the stuff that we've talked about over the last year with uh, the, the COVID um, regime and <clears throat> the way that a lot of these modern churches have been handling these things, it's no surprise that they, a lot of the people would probably be on the side of the police in this incident saying like, well, he broke the rules, right? It's like, but that, that is, um, not something that we should be saying because, you know, there, there are a lot of rules that were broken, uh, in the Bible for specific reasons. And he just wants to open his church, right? He just wants to pay a place where his congregation can gather in person um, the way that it is supposed to be done. Um, so yeah, uh, that's that's really most of the news that I've got for today, guys. Uh, I like I said, this is a, a bit of a shorter episode. Um, I don't know when exactly Joseph will be returning. Um, I'm hoping next week, but just with some of the life stuff that he has currently going on, it may take another week to get him back in here. So no clue what will be happening next week, but I do have some pretty interesting stuff to talk about on Thursday um, for our entertainment segments. We're going to be talking about um, The Witcher again, I think. We're going to be talking about Spider-Man. Um, man, what, what else do we have going on? We've got... Um, uh, some some issues going on with uh, Hollywood and China, and um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back then. Um, hey, if you guys uh, made it this far, and you have been listening to the show for for a while, um, don't forget to download these episodes when they air. Uh, the reason that we ask people to do that is because it helps us get a better idea of the number of people that are listening to them on a regular basis. Um, and even if you only prefer the Tuesday episode over the Thursday episode, do it for us anyway, because it really does help uh, 
kind of gauge for us uh, how things are going. Also, um, if you haven't been over to YouTube yet, uh, we would love your support over there. Go check out our most recent uh, video that we did on The Witcher um, from a podcast from a couple weeks ago. Um, that video has been blowing up on YouTube. It's been really exciting for Joseph and I, and um, we have a lot of stuff planned for this year, including uh, hopefully, uh, if we can find the time, some exclusive content for YouTube. And um, we really think that that is a platform that can lend uh, growth for the podcast uh, as a tool to hopefully uh, move people over to here for some of the content that we have. And um, I think that there's a lot that we'll be able to utilize with YouTube. And then hopefully uh, one day we'll be able to get over onto Odyssey to be on a platform that will be a little more um, free, for a lack of a better word. Uh, and that Odyssey will one day maybe be able to be our uh, our big platform. and uh, But for now, YouTube is king. YouTube is where the people are. So we are doing our best to put content over there. One, um, that isn't going to get us strikes on YouTube. Um, uh, and two, like I said, because it's just a great platform to be able to reach people. So um, the more interactive the people from our podcast are over there, uh, the more likely that we'll be able to, to reach some more people. Um, that video's done great. We've, man, we've we've gained quite a few subscribers over there, and um, it's just been kind of awesome to see that growth. Um, and, but thank you to all of our loyal listeners, people who have been listening to us since the very beginning, and or whenever you happen to find the show. Um, we're not going anywhere. I think we'll be exactly at a year um, at the beginning of March, even though technically we got started at the end of January because that's when I posted the first video on YouTube, which for a lot of people don't realize this, but uh, a couple of those videos started going up before um, the podcast even got started. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Don't forget um, our value for value system. You can... Um, you know, help us in, with your time, your talent, your treasure, whatever you have, um, you're willing to give up. You can find all the links to the ways that you can support us in our, um, our show notes through the direct me link. Um, and until Thursday, y'all take it easy. Politics ruins everything. Look like we got another one of them. Popping at the mouth or the side of his neck when he pouts. No argument, no rebuttal from. He ain't from my town. I don't know him, so I'm guessing he's a clown like he wanted me to love him. You know that ain't my style, yet he still got my name in his mouth And I ain't running for cover from, cover from. A bunch of lambs, how you figure you getting fame from my clout So let's get this clear now I'm cold like an Eastern February yeah. But that hating isn't necessary You being petty cause you see me rising Becoming legendary And you talking down like you very scary Come on, dude <laughs> Get on, fool Typing a writing on a post, too Get a cosign when you wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit Fighting the produce section at Whole Foods I already told you Since my adolescence, I had the stress that never being less than being excellent is the motto I follow for throttle. I gotta be some sort of testament. If I strive to do it, be the best it is. So testing this is rather pointless. A pandemonium, my opponent, full of baloney. I'm owning him, he's a phony one. Cause I can't allow it. I'm overpowered like Bowser. And your mouth is writing checks with a negative balance. You can't cash that. I don't think it's covered by that affleck. High side if you want, but you putting on a bad act. I promise you, it ain't worth it. It's more than getting laughed at. You don't want to task that, so back back and do a blind. I'm killing it like it's a pesticide. I'm prepared if you get in my way. Being devil's fine, I never settle, I got the better mind. So if you knock in my grind, I just can't let it slide. I just wanna be who I wanna be. I wanna be. I ain't getting in nobody's way, but if you get in mind, then you're gonna be. Gonna be. In a bad place, now nah, don't get me wrong. Please don't misunderstand my tone. I created my own lane, so you ain't got no business. Being
Controversial. Who would have thought that I ain't catching all slack And I have enemies on my ball sack I'm thinking insanity's what you call that And I just get appalled at I'm black in the meaning of Samoan I just want freedom and want all these people left alone How in the world is that chapping you? Laughable, you catch an attitude Glad that you going mad cause my attributes Call me bad and irradical But that is so irrational Mathematically I'm past that degree to these rapper dudes Had another latitude and that'll prove you lacking too You roll with a pack of dudes that last to you Cause you whacking your raps a poo You need a faculty that's backing you Your rapping is not compatible Battle me and that'll be the day there'll be a casualty and that don't mean you have to go away it don't matter to me tactically i'm leaving nothing left so you can get a step or you can kick rocks like you were construction on the 10th block so don't do it you foolish if you thinking that i have since stopped i'm just getting started so when this drop get ready because i ain't playing about you i'm praying that you try to get fly like a pterodactyl i'm staring at you you better back up you're daring to try apparently i've earned it all not just a piece of the pie so i can't let it slide i just want to be who i want to be who i want to be Now don't get me wrong Please don't misunderstand my tone I created